Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. If you are fully vaccinated and want to attend a small outdoor gathering with people who are vaccinated and unvaccinated, or dine at an outdoor restaurant with friends from multiple households, the science shows if you are vaccinated, you can do so safely unmasked. On the CDC website, we have. If you are fully vaccinated. Stop talking. Guys. Is the CDC, the Centers for Disease Control, really serious about us listening to them? They have got a new chart out about when to wear a mask. Meaning there they are saying fully vaccinated people who attend a crowded outdoor event like a live performance parade or sports event should be wearing a mask. Barbara Hair Salon, wear a mask. Uncrowded indoor shopping center and museum, wear a mask. Ride public transport with limited occupancy, wear a mask. Attend a small indoor gathering of fully vaccinated and unvaccinated people from multiple households, wear a mask. Why, if I'm vaccinated, why would I wear a mask? You mean if I'm vaccinated, I don't have to wear a mask outdoors? Is the CDC out of its mind? I don't wear a mask outdoors. I'm not about to. Are you insane? Do you think you have the American people with you? We have three vaccines, and yet we're still supposed to live our lives with these masks that you have not shown bring real efficacy? This is why people are saying, ah, screw it. This is why people are saying, forget Dr. Anthony Fauci. And now they're saying, forget the FCC. Well, they're saying a lot more uh, than forget, aren't they? F these people. That's what they're saying. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. The phone number, 833-GOT-TONY, 833-468-8669. What say you? Are you wearing a mask outdoors? Are you wearing, if you're vaccinated, are you wearing a mask ever again are you wearing a mask just to be polite to others in a in a crowded space i want to hear from you 833 got tony 833-468-8669 we're also uh, getting reports uh, you have uh, joe biden he's the president of the united states you've seen pictures he's an old man it, See, it seems that that's what we've been electing lately. Uh, he is going to be speaking in front of a joint session of Congress. It is not a State of the Union. It is a, a, an address to a joint session of, of Congress. And according to uh, Politico, there's a restriction on who can attend because of COVID. So usually you see 1,600 people turn out for the president's uh, speech. So I guess it, 
I guess it's it's being divided between the House and and uh, the, the Senate, and there might not be enough tickets now to go around. We're going to see whether this backfires on her. But I got to ask. I got to ask where you are on, on, on the mask. Let me know on Twitter at Tony Katz or call in 833-468-8669. Right? I already have people uh, on Twitter um, saying, you know, I, I didn't know anyone uh, around here was wearing masks outside. I don't wear a mask outside. You think I sit on my back deck and I wear a mask? You think I'm in my car and I wear a mask? You think I'm walking towards the store and I'm wearing a mask? Of course not. I go in the store, the store wants masks, I wear a mask. I have never been anti-mask, but you cannot get me to believe that masks have effect. There is zero proof of it. It was Phil Kirpin of American Commitment saying that the difference between the masked and the unmasked in terms of of rates of COVID was a half a percent. Half a percent? I'll take my chances. I'm cool. By the way, I love how Axios put it. Fully vaccinated people can venture outdoors without masks, according to updated CDC guidance. Where do you live that you're venturing? You have to cut through the brush? Are there native tribes that are out to get you? That are going to hurt you? Where are you on masks? Let me go to Chris. Chris, welcome uh, to the show. Chris, do you wear a mask outside? Do I wear a mask outside? Hell no. And I rarely wore a mask at all from the very beginning. Now, did you not wear it because you just, you, no one's going to tell me not to wear a mask? Or was it more of a, I just don't think this works? Uh, probably both. Uh, a lot of it, because you're right. You're not going to tell me what to do. Uh, another thing is, there's a lot of other issues besides the masks. Most people that did wear the masks didn't wear them correctly, didn't wear a proper mask. And when they did wear a mask, it was like, that made them feel like they were uh, untouchable, you know, that that they could do whatever they wanted as long as they had their mask on. Now, that's absolutely true, Chris, and I appreciate the call. There is something to be said for people who are a mask felt like that they were, you know, invincible. Oh, this is all you need to do. But of course the masks weren't seated properly. Of course the masks weren't worn properly. And this has been one of the problems, right? I, I am not a, a guy who believes, yeah, I'll do it just to, just to be counterculture. All right, wh- whatever, man. You, you, you ain't Ramones punk no matter how hard you try, right? Sid Vicious, you are not. I'm not just talking to you, Chris. I'm talking in general. You know, but but you see people, and we've talked about this, fiddling with the mask, moving the mask, playing with the mask. It, de- it defeats the purpose of the mask. You, the gaps on the side because the mask wasn't fitted to the face. So it's not, it, it, there, there's not a, a, a debate here about whether or not masks would have a lack of effectiveness they would have a lack of effectiveness and we as free and thinking people we know that and then you could say to yourself well look 
a mask clearly stops something. People wouldn't wear them. The hospital workers wouldn't wear them. Doctors wouldn't wear them if they didn't stop something. But they don't stop this. They just don't stop this. But I can stop something else. And the store asks, so I'll do it. The problem I've always had is that you're asking healthy people to do it. That's not something to do. People who are sick or believe they can get sick, they should wear a mask. You know, when this all started, we said to ourselves, said it out loud, Asian cultures, they wear masks when people are ill. They do. So would it be so bad if that came to the U.S.? I don't think so. I'm, I'm okay with that. I am more than fine with that. But that's you making a decision as opposed to mandated decisions and certainly opposed to the idea that people who are healthy should wear masks or be quarantined. Healthy people should be locked away. That's a radical thought on society. Society went with it. One of its more despicable moves. John, I don't know if John is still on the line. John, welcome to the show. Are you going to... Are, are, are you going to follow the CDC advice? Are you now wearing not wearing masks if you're fully vaccinated in public or out outdoors? Good job, John. I appreciate you taking the time with that one. You answered that beautifully, and I totally agree, unless I totally disagreed. I'm not sure what you said. This is the kind of announcement that makes people say, I'm never paying attention to the CDC again. This is the kind of announcement that is complete and total trash. It's nonsense. It's make-believe. This is not a country. This is not a country that has itself a good, long, uh, 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 was it, ramp of leadership. These are children who don't know how to do anything else but instill fear and be children. I say that of Dr. Walensky of the CDC. I say that of Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. This is ridiculous. It's embarrassing. You people, and I mean you people, right? That's one of the words you're not allowed to say in America. You're not allowed to say you people because, oh, oh, what do you mean by you people? Oh, no, no, no. I, I want to say for the record I mean it. You people, you liars to America, you fear mongers, you deserve all the derision you get. You do. You do. Who was wearing a mask outdoors? People wearing masks outdoors? Yeah, that's... That is something maddening. I have got a couple stories uh, to get to, and Congressman Jim Banks on John Kerry and whether or not he should be removed from his position in the Biden administration and what he saw at the southern border. That's all coming up. Tony Katz, this is Tony Katz today. I've spent a lot of time talking about my pillow, and now Mike Lindell, he's done it again, introducing the new My Slippers. My Slippers took two years to develop. They ensure the highest quality and comfort. They're designed for all day indoor or outdoor wear. The My Slippers are made with quality leather suede and the exclusive three tier cushioning system. This combines layers of My Pillow fill, impact gel, and comfort memory foam to absorb impact and relieve pressure. Your feet will never feel the 
the same. Whether you prefer the moccasin or slip-on style, my slippers are available in a variety of colors and sizes. For a limited time, Mike is offering 40% off his new my slippers. Go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener square. Enter promo code TONY or call 800-873-0758. And while you're there, take advantage of all the discounts on all the MyPillow products. The Giza Dream Bed Sheets, the MyPillow Mattress Topper, the MyPillow Towel Sets. You can only save 40% on the new slippers with the promo code TONY. That's MyPillow.com today. You don't have to miss any part of Tony Katz today. Solve that problem by subscribing to the podcast at Rumble.com. Rumble is a video sharing service like the Tube Guys, but they aren't playing around with demonetizing and deplatforming content they don't like. I'm on Rumble because Rumble.com allows me to be, well, me. Go to Rumble.com, search for Tony Katz, T-O-N-Y-K-A-T-Z, and subscribe today. That's Rumble.com. Search for Tony Katz and subscribe to the Tony Katz Today podcast. Enjoy it and share it every day. The Tony Katz Today podcast at Rumble.com. Weekends are not a time for politics or news or the craziness of the world. Weekends are a time for friends and family, pouring a well-crafted spirit and maybe smoking a luxurious cigar. Each week, Eat Drink Smoke reviews cigars and craft spirits and gives you news that will make you interested, not angry. Eat Drink Smoke with cigar aficionado Tony Katz and America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy. The perfect complement to your weekend activities. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. Find out more at EatDrinkSmokeShow.com. Now, I was on Newsmax yesterday, and in the conversation came up uh, the border, what it is we're seeing on the border, because the border still exists as an issue, can't be denied. And one of the things uh, that that I said was, just, you know, Representative Ocasio-Cortez, Vice President Kamala Harris... You got to wonder if they ever cared about kids to begin with. I will say that I am so old, I remember when we had concentration camps at the southern border. That's what Representative Ocasio-Cortez said. And certainly you didn't get an objection from then-Senator Kamala Harris. And now you can't go visit. And now it's not even a crisis. These are the conversations. We have to be taking their words and returning them to them, saying, this is what you told us. This is what you said we had to do. We had to get Donald Trump out because this is what was happening. So you lied. You lied. And you don't care about kids, Vice President Harris. Let's say it again. You don't care about these children's lives maybe you care about book sales that's very possible but you don't care about their lives and neither does representative ocasio cortez because she hasn't gone down in these first hundred days dressed in all white for a photo op so she must not care about children i'm waiting for the republican party to learn how to talk the language and learn how to fight i would very much appreciate if they would you know the idea that that they cared and they, and they 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 cried at the border but they don't do anything now that speaks volumes 
And I don't believe you have to show up at the border to, to be worried about the border. But if you were worried about it during the Trump days and you were calling it uh, concentration camps, which was always despicable, and it was never concentration camps. It still isn't. I mean, Representative Ocasio-Cortez, disgusting on that. Really and truly disgusting. No knowledge, understanding, appreciation, respect of history or people who were killed by the millions. If that's what you were calling it and you don't have something to say now, clearly you were only saying it for show. Clearly you were only saying it to, uh, you know, score some political points. I don't want to, I don't have respect for that. Nobody should. We're going to talk to Congressman Jim Banks coming up in a little bit, scheduled to be with us to discuss this issue. I want to talk cigars. You guys know I enjoy a fine cigar. I do a show about cigars called Eat, Drink, Smoke. We review bourbon and cigars, uh, whiskeys, lifestyle, grilling, food, all sorts of of things. EatDrinkSmokeShow.com. You can find the podcast, uh, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts. You should should subscribe. You You should get that immediately, if not sooner. And every time some woke politician decides we need to do something, the answer of where do you get the money is, oh, we'll just go after tobacco. So they go after cigarettes like it's going out of style. Well, I don't smoke cigarettes. But they don't have the knowledge base and they refuse to learn that cigarettes are not cigars and cigars are not cigarettes. And they go after the cigar world as well. This brings us to Senator Dick Durbin and Senator Ron Wyden, Illinois and Oregon, respectively, with the Tobacco Tax Equity Act of 2021. They want to raise taxes on tobaccos, uh, on tobacco and cigars to pay for things, including something they already uh, introduced, uh, a way of reducing the death of American mothers during and after childbirth. So they want to raise tobacco taxes to do this thing. The tobacco tax would be a new tax for e-cigarettes, doubling the tax on roll your own tobacco, a 16 times increase on pipe tobacco, doubling the tax on small cigars, and a tax hike on premium cigars. That's a cigar. If you go to a cigar lounge, you would be smoking a premium cigar. Where instead of a cap federally on the tax, they would go to a weight-based system. So you could have taxes of 2 or $3 on a cigar with all the taxes in there. So increasing the price of a cigar, right, in, let's say, state of Florida, right, if they were to enact one of those bills, it would go from, like, nine fifty a cigar, MSRP, to $12. Well, that's the difference in whether or not you buy a cigar. In the state of... The people at halfwheel.com did a really good breakdown. In the state of Nebraska... They've got a 20% tax on the wholesale cost of cigars with no cap, which, by the way, guys, cap the number at 50 cents. Now, well, by the way, don't have the tax at all would be better. But if you're going to have the tax, cap the tax. 20% no cap? Come on. Stop it. What are you doing a small business? So... When you have a cigar of nine fifty, 
you get to a cost of 1140 before sales tax. If you add in what Dick Durbin puts together, the people at halfwheel.com thinks that that cigar goes to $14.42. That's the difference between a business being open and being closed. And senators should be uh, uh, opposed to it. So Senator Sass and Senator Fisher, the answer is no. Senator Young and Senator Braun of, of Indiana, the answer is no. Dick Durbin of Illinois is out of his head. And he hates small business. And he is so obtuse, he thinks that cigars and cigarettes are the same thing and they're not. Cigarettes, for example, may target children. Cigars never do. You'll never see a 16-year-old in a cigar lounge who isn't then asked to leave. It's just not the way it works. You need to raise the price to put it out of their range. That's what Dick Durbin put in a press release. Children are not spending $9 on one cigar. It's not happening. It's a lie. He knows nothing. You got to call your senator. You got to call your representative and say this. It's known as Senate Bill 1314. S1314. Gets a big old fat no. And then we'll smoke a cigar to victory. Congressman Jim Banks is scheduled up next. This is Tony Katz today. Oscars crash and burn. Crash and burn. Ratings down 58% to 9.8 million Americans, down from the 23.6 million Americans in 2020. Now, maybe, maybe that has to do with the fact that people didn't go to movies this year. Tony Katz, so good to be with you. Tony Katz today. On Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. Go to TonyKatz.com and get everything, including the podcast. Maybe it's because of the wokeness. Let me give you an example of uh, the, the wokeness. I am very aware that Chadwick Boseman passed away passed away in August. He had long been ill. He, a Black Panther is how people, um, people know him. And then, of course, uh, he did a turn in, in a film, I think maybe the last one that was released, it could, there could have been another one, uh, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, which I believe was a Netflix film, which he was nominated for Best Actor. However, he was beat out. He has already passed away, posthumously beat out. Posthumously nominated, beat out by Anthony Hopkins. Anthony Hopkins, who has been an actor's actor for years. Are we to now believe that him winning an award is proof positive of racism in Hollywood? 
Are we to believe that the 83-year-old winning Best Actor is proof? This uh, for um, uh, his, his film, I believe it's called The Father. That because he won, it only proves that bigotry still exists? It's Anthony Hopkins. Maybe he did a good job? No, it's Chadwick Boseman's award, and how dare you not give it to him? Is that the way awards work? Well, what you told us is, okay, you are going to ensure that everybody who is a person of, of the expression is of color, gets awards until you feel, okay, that's enough. So anything that doesn't go to a person of color is therefore wrong, bigoted, hatred, etc. Now, one could look objectively at the movies and say, I think this person did a better job in the role than that person did in that role. And someone could feel that way about Chadwick Boseman. Not having seen either movie, I don't think I'm the guy who can make that call. But when you decide that a best uh, actress category or or, or the best uh, supporting actor category, the best supporting actress category, a director category uh, are all people of color, but best actor, best actress both go to people who are white. And therefore, the bigotry exists as opposed to these actors did good jobs. This is what America is now tuning out aggressively. And it'd be one thing to say, yeah, you know, I got to tell you, the, the, the Midwest wants absolutely no part of this. America wants no part of this, right? It used to be a, a thing about the Midwest. It used to be stop lecturing to us in the heartland. We're not living your coastal insanity lives, although there are plenty of people in the Midwest who lead insane lives, people. I mean, we know this. We've met these people. You're the ones who are the bigots. You're the ones who vote. No one in the Midwest sans five people is voting. The voters are all there somewhere hanging out off La Brea. That's who's voting. So don't look at us. Don't get angry at us. We don't need your bigoted lectures. But when you go the other way, as you have, Hollywood, and you say that if somebody who is white wins, it's proof of bigotry, as opposed to we are taking a look at all actors in all categories, well, you still have the same problem in our eyes. You still have the same issues in our eyes. You still suffer from the same problems in our eyes. And that problem is uh, you're all full of crap. And you try and push it upon us like we should think that there's a morality in that. We don't. We just think you're gross. That's it. I'm Fingers Malloy, your bourbon and cigar guy and host of the Eat, Drink, Smoke podcast, and this is the Bourbon Minute. Turning to stout and coffee, if you are a Guinness fan, I've got some great news for you. Guinness announced that they are going to release Guinness Nitro Cold Brew Coffee Beer. According to Guinness, their Nitro Cold Brew Coffee has a flavor profile of espresso and chocolate and caramel. Each can of the cold brew looks like the traditional Guinness can and is 4% alcohol by volume. The four packs cost is around $8. 
For more on this, check out our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Eat Drink Smoke. This was the Bourbon Minute brought to you by Eat Drink Smoke. It's your cigar bourbon foodie radio extravaganza. Check it out on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, or your favorite podcast platform. Eat Drink Smoke. I've spent a lot of time talking about my pillow, and now Mike Lindell, he's done it again, introducing the new My Slippers. My Slippers took two years to develop. They ensure the highest quality and comfort. They're designed for all day indoor or outdoor wear. The My Slippers are made with quality leather suede and the exclusive three tier cushioning system. This combines layers of My Pillow fill, impact gel, and comfort memory foam to absorb impact and relieve pressure. Your feet will never feel the same. Whether you prefer the moccasin or slip-on style, my slippers are available in a variety of colors and sizes. For a limited time, Mike is offering 40% off his new my slippers. Go to mypillow.com and click on the radio listener square, enter promo code TONY or call 800-873-0758. And while you're there, take advantage of all the discounts on all the my pillow products, the Giza Dream bed sheets, the my pillow mattress topper, the my pillow towel sets. You can only save 40% on the new slippers with the promo code TONY. That's mypillow.com today. You don't have to miss any part of Tony Katz today. Solve that problem by subscribing to the podcast at Rumble.com. Rumble is a video sharing service like the Tube Guys, but they aren't playing around with demonetizing and deplatforming content they don't like. I'm on Rumble because Rumble.com allows me to be, well, me. Go to Rumble.com, search for Tony Katz, T-O-N-Y-K-A-T-Z, and subscribe today. That's Rumble.com. Search for Tony Katz and subscribe to the Tony Katz Today podcast. Enjoy it and share it every day. The Tony Katz Today podcast at Rumble.com. Weekends are not a time for politics or news or the craziness of the world. Weekends are a time for friends and family, pouring a well-crafted spirit and maybe smoking a luxurious cigar. Each week, Eat Drink Smoke reviews cigars and craft spirits and gives you news that will make you interested, not angry. Eat Drink Smoke with cigar aficionado Tony Katz and America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy. The perfect complement to your weekend activities. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. Find out more at EatDrinkSmokeShow.com. VIP. Let's kick it. So did John Kerry leak movements of the Israelis to the Iranians? What is it that the Iranian foreign minister, Javad Zarif, what is it that he's saying, the allegations being made? And why is John Kerry categorically denying it if what was said was actually part of the public record? Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, it's good to be with you. Congressman Jim Banks uh, joins us right now. He is from the Indiana 3rd uh, District. That is the Fort Wayne uh, area, northeast part of uh, the state of Indiana, serves on a series of uh, committees, and one of those committees is the House Armed Services Committee. He joins us right now. The allegation, sir, goes like this, and you'll correct me if I'm wrong, that John Kerry was caught uh, in in leaking, well, he was leaking information about the Israelis to the Iranians. It was Zarif, the foreign minister, who was caught on tape, and that tape was leaked. 
The claim is that the information he was giving the Iranians was already public information, yet John Kerry, who is now the climate envoy for Biden, formerly the Secretary of State, is denying the whole thing ever happened. What is it that you know, sir? Well, Tony, I'm not sure that I know anything more than that. I, I don't believe John Kerry. I mean, if you listen to the recording, you have uh, Zarif. Uh, this is an off-the-record conversation where Zarif has no... He has no incentive to lie about what John Kerry told him. But this is deeply troubling on many levels. I don't need to tell you that. But if John Kerry sold out our biggest um, our, our biggest ally, and that being Israel and their safety, uh, then John Kerry should be removed from this administration. Even if there's a shadow of any if, if there's a shadow of any doubt uh, whatsoever, or in, if, if any evidence at all points to that being a possibility, Joe Biden should remove him from the position that he currently occupies in the Biden administration and his security clearance should be immediately revoked uh, for this activity. I don't believe John Kerry. I don't think that you, uh, Tony, or most of your listeners believe John Kerry either. I think he probably did this because he was so desperate at the time to seal the deal on the Iran nuclear deal that he was willing to give up secrets about about our Again, our biggest uh, ally in that being Israel. I have to ask, uh, and I'll pause, but I'll have to ask you, Tony, if, if if we found out now that John Kerry sold out Israel to get the Iran nuclear deal uh, sealed, what what in the world is he selling out to China, the greatest adversary that we face on the on the earth, uh, in, in uh, on the globe today? What is he telling China today to seal some kind of a climate deal with China if he was willing to do that to Israel to get a deal? done with Iran. I don't even want to think about it. Now, let's take a step back, sir. The allegation is, is that John Kerry informed Zarif of approximately 200 Israeli attacks on Iranian targets in Syria. Now, people who were defending him defending John Kerry said that this was public information yet John Kerry's quote is I can tell you that this story and these allegations are unequivocally false this never happened either when I was Secretary of State or since. You have been in conversation, sir. You serve on the House Armed Services Committee. You have had off-the-record conversations. Has there ever been, um, I would use, I would say it this way, sensitive information that's discussed off-the-record that um, falls in line with these kinds of statements? Meaning, is it possible John Kerry said it? Or is it possible that it was just public information? And if so, why would he deny it to begin with? This is where the confusion comes in. Yeah, I think, Tony, at this point, all of the evidence appears credible that John Kerry did share classified information about the security of Israel, related to the security of Israel and the 200 uh, strikes that, that Israel carried out um, on uh, in Syria um, over a period of time, and he did it because he was mo- he was trying he was giving up information to uh, the Iranians to try to seal the deal on the Iran nuclear deal um, at the time. So the, the it appears that the evidence is credible that he did share this with the foreign minister Zarif. He denies it, um, but I, I don't know how we can trust him. I don't I, I don't find him to be credible or. Believable because of this, Tony, because he had John Kerry has a long history of appeasing the Ayatollah and uh, and and uh, and in doing so over a long period of time uh, to give them information 
that they want uh, in lieu of something that he desperately wanted, which is his signature career uh, deal, the Iran nuclear deal, which was a disastrous deal for the United States of America and our allies. Talking to Congressman Jim Banks of the Indiana 3rd District. And I want to make sure everybody understands. My job sometimes is to ask the question and to be able to get uh, the answer. And I think in the case of John Kerry, sir, it's public or not, it's about intent. And I think that's what you're really discussing here. So now the question is, uh, Kevin McCarthy, a House Minority Leader, uh, Mitch McConnell, the Senate a Minority Leader, what level of pressure are the Republicans willing to put on the administration? What capital are they willing to give up? How much of a fight are they willing to put up to get a guy whose intent was to leak information about the Israelis to the Iranians to get him removed from this position in the administration yeah I, I, that's a that's a fair question tony I can tell you what I, I i'm called on on joe biden to remove uh john Kerry from his position immediately I, i'm calling on the biden administration to revoke his security clearance and i'll be working on any legislative uh, effort that's possible or underway already to remove his security clearance he doesn't deserve to have a security clearance security clearances are granted former secretaries of state and those who have been in those positions in the past. But it's clear that he doesn't have the integrity, as you very well put it. He doesn't deserve to have a security clearance that should be revoked from immediately. But the the fact of the matter is that he is now in a new position uh, overseeing the climate change efforts as the climate czar for the Biden administration, and he is now negotiating with the great, the big, a bigger adversary than even Iran, and that being the Chinese Communist Party, uh, over climate-related deals. So, if we know what his actions were involved um, a, a, a decade ago in the Iran nuclear deal, how can we not expect that he's he's giving up secrets uh, related to America's security or Israel's security? To, or, or anyone's security, for that matter, to get a deal done with China. I, I, I can't speak for what, what Republican leadership does at this point. I can tell you, as chairman of the Republican Study Committee, the largest uh, caucus uh, in Congress, we, we, will be, we will be exposing what's occurred here uh, as, loud, as, loud, as loudly and clearly as we can and, and uh, put pressure on the Biden administration to do the right thing and remove John Kerry from any position of authority that he has in this administration uh, once and for all. Congressman, while I still have about a minute left, uh, a couple of weeks ago, you went down to the southern border. You saw firsthand what was going on. We know that Vice President Harris was put in charge of, bo- of the border, and yet not only do we not have press conferences, we have no changes. Um, how bad is it in your view? And we only got about 60 seconds. And what would you like to see the Biden administration doing? Well, first of all, they should go there. Joe Biden and Vice President Harris, Nancy Pelosi, they should go to the border and see what 75 percent of the House Republican Conference has seen in the last few weeks while we were there. I mean, I I heard from uh, every every Border Patrol agent, mayor, uh, judge, sheriff at the border told us that that Donald Trump had this under control. Joe Biden um, uh, 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 has created this crisis, is responsible for it. And and so far, you don't have a a single Democrat who's willing to call it what it is, which is a crisis, or do anything other than than sweep it under the rug and hope it goes away. Congressman Jim Banks, I appreciate you taking uh, the the time. Uh, Follow him on Twitter. It's B-A-N-K-S from the Indiana 3rd. I appreciate you, sir. Thank you. Uh, John Kerry's story, go away. 
And again, I will state that it is the very conversation about intent. Is there any question that John Kerry intended to do harm to Israel? Intended to do harm to the United States, which of course is the story. Look, I'm a supporter of Israel, uh, but I'm an American. And this this is home. This is what I think of first. Is there any question that his plan is to make strong, make possible Iran? Because he does, as Congressman Banks ably said, want his signature on the Iran nuclear deal because that's, that's the proof of his existence. That's what proves, look at the work I've done, look at my legacy. The Iran nuclear deal is a terrible deal. Everybody knows this. Every rational person knows this. What kind of fool doesn't know that the Iran nuclear deal was a terrible idea? It was working? What, what, what do we consider working? What they showed us or what's real? Giving them billions of dollars that they spend on terrorism is not a deal working. Just one man's thesis. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. This is Tony Katz Today.